like the cool blue light. Happy chill Friday, everyone. It's uh, a gloomy, rainy day, but that means it's a better opportunity for you to listen to our show for episode 55 of the Around the Wire podcast. Welcome on in. Happy Super Bowl week. We're only two days away, and I'm excited to dive into that. The NBA trade trade deadline, uh, the NFL honors were last night, all kinds of good stuff. So we have a lot to get into today, but at first I'd be remiss if I didn't... Uh, Ask how you two are doing, Justin, Chad. How is how's the week been? What's been going on with you two? Uh, it's been all right. I mean, uh, you said it's cloudy. You know, the sun's poking out just a little bit over here. So you know, maybe a, it's a it's a brighter day than it's been the rest of this week. So, Chad, how, I mean, how how's things going over there, huh? You know, chilling. I tried to find something that fit the mood of today, and that's the best I could find. So, I don't know what the hell I was playing, but it sounded all right. So. Um, yeah, so a uh, lot to get into today. Uh, we're already 50. I was kind of disappointed. I thought about it. You know, it's Super Bowl 56 this weekend. You know, this is 55. We're only one away from being, you know, on pace. Could have been kind of, you know, ironic, whatever. But anyway, that's just me being stupid. So anyway, uh, let's let's get into some topics here. And I want to start, you know, we usually start with football on these shows. Right, and there's plenty of things we could talk about in the world of football. Obviously, it's a Super Bowl week and all that good stuff. But I tell you what, I had my eyes glued to the Twitter feed yesterday because there was a lot going on in the NBA trade deadline. Uh, a lot of big moves, a lot of uh, including the Cavs, really. But you know, that was a few days before yesterday. Uh, and there's only one man I think in on the show who really has the technical and analytical breakdown that separates from the rest of the group here. So, uh, Chad, uh, you, you, you watched Twitter yesterday. You're getting all the information. Uh, and just take me through the mind of a big NBA fan and your thoughts on what happened yesterday. I mean, overall, when you look at it, like this trade deadline was probably one of the best ones, in my opinion. Uh, ranks up there. Um, just just with the number, the number of moves made and then how big they were. Like there were some small trades, but, you know, everything came together. There were questionable moves. Some moves didn't make sense for teams like the Sacramento Kings would be one of them. Um, but also then you look at teams that didn't make a move at all, the Knicks, the Lakers, uh, teams that you think you you would have thought, you know, would, would step out and and try to improve their team coming up on the this playoff this playoff stretch, second half of the season. Um, which I'm sure we'll probably get to dive into some individual individual big trades that happened. Um but yeah, I mean, overall, overall, it was it was it was pretty good. Um, Cavs came out, and made a move. I watched Carriage play against the Spurs on Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, and um, yeah, he had like I think he had he had double he scored double digit points, but just him having I mean we talked about it last last time having Garland back playing. I mean, the man had twenty seven against San Antonio. Against one of the best defensive guards in the NBA, um, so having him back, of course, helps offensively. But yeah, overall, I mean, it was a it was a good good trade good trade deadline week. And uh, Justin, I know I don't know how much you paid attention to it all, but uh, were you surprised by any particular moves? Were you excited? Were you 
disappointed that a certain team named the Lakers didn't do anything? Like, well, what's going through your mind down there? Uh, I don't know what to make of the Lakers. I mean, that's kind of LeBron's thing throughout his career has been, you know, we're going to get rid of the whole team at the trade deadline and start over halfway through the season. And I think he, well, not just he, but the team decided uh, to stick it out and just try to make do with what they have and try to get to the finish line to make the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. They look lackluster to say the least, but surprising to me, uh, Tingus Pingus moving um, for Spencer Dinwiddie. That was an interesting one. I don't, I don't really know what to make of it for the Mavs. I don't know what they're going for, to be honest. But that's what I'm thinking. Because if I'm Luca, I'm pissed off right now. Yeah, to a point, wasn't that to, your duo that it was going to be? Well, not even just that, but the fact that you traded Porzingis away for two guys with terrible contracts for one, because they got Davis Bertans as well, who's just a way lesser version of Chris Stapps. But two, I mean, I think a move out for CJ McCollum would have been better than a Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, and, and um, also talking about CJ, uh, Chad, I'm interested to know what you think. Dame is by himself now, essentially, and that's kind of been his thing is, you know, he doesn't run away from the grind. He's not going to join a super team. He's And people respect him for that, and I get that. But he's at the point in his career where he's going to be defined as a really good player who never won a championship. So now is he backed into a corner where he has to join another team? Well, the issue is, is that the Blazers didn't make terrible moves. Like when I first looked at that Norman Powell trade, um, you looked at it and more, it's, it's all that comes down to market value. So market value of a player is what you're going to get back in return. So the Norman Powell's of the world are going to get you back an Eric Bledsoe type player. But the issue that I, that I have with this is that they're making moves. They're making the moves that they're making are geared towards a rebuild. But at the same time, they're trying to build a team around Damian Lillard. And we saw this. I mean, they did trade CJ McComb away, and their main piece they got back was Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who in the next eight hours got traded for Joe Ingles, which, who is an ex- expiring contract um, if they're looking to free up money. But I don't get this whole narrative of the, the Blazers are a mess. I mean – they don't have a general manager in the office right now. It's an interim GM making all these moves. Um, and realistically, I hate hearing this whole narrative of cap room or cap flexibility. You know, oh, well, I mean, the Kings have cap flexibility or the Pacers have cap flexibility, not the Kings. The Pacers have it or the, the Blazers have it. These small market teams, we, we brag about them having $50, $60 million in cap, but they're not going to go out and get a superstar because who's going to go play in Portland? Right. We've had the narrative like in here in Cleveland. I mean, who's going to who, what superstar is going to sign to Cleveland um, for Indiana and for Sacramento or Indiana and for Portland? It's a way of where. If you can get a max player on your team, then cap flexibility is a big thing. But if not, you have to make trades to get your team better. And that's what the Blazers didn't do. This deadline, they got significantly worse. Um, you know, Keeping Anthony Simons is, is a plus, but once again, I don't think Simons and Lillard are going to be able to work together. So Lillard, to answer your question, I mean, Lillard's in a tough spot. Um, I think Lillard's also in a spot where he can just let it ride and see what happens because uh, the Blazers don't want to lose him. I think the Blazers themselves are in a really, really tough spot um, with whoever comes in, you know, that replaces this interim GM or even Chauncey Billups at the coaching spot. Um I think they're in a 
a predicament where you're kind of like on the fence of losing Dame, but at the same time, they still feel comfortable that he's going to stay. Um, if I was, if I was Dame, I'd be, you know, I'd be in like a Lucas situation where I'd be upset. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. He tends to have that narrative of, of, of not, you know, being loyal to a team and sooner or later it's going to wear out, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Damian Lillard. I, I kind of always have been. Uh, so it's kind of frustrating to see him. Uh, because I don't know what Portland's direction is now. Do you want to continue to build around him or is there going to be a big time move, try to get some draft picks and some other young guys and send him to a contending team? But, you know, it's an it's, it's, it's a, it's a interesting conversation. I think he'll probably be the number one most targeted player in the offseason coming up in terms of teams asking around about him. And, um, you know, we'll be curious to see what happens there. How about, uh, Chad, I know we mentioned a few weeks or a few shows ago, we were talking about who the Cavs could, could try and bring in as a nice little score off the bench or something. We had mentioned, you know, some lower level names like a Terrence Ross, maybe even a Buddy Heald or something like that. But I remember you mentioning that you didn't think Harris LeVert was in the picture. But uh, based on the trade that I, I, I saw here, I mean, Ricky Rubio, who, God bless him, but he's hurt. Uh a first round pick and two second rounders. That seems like a pretty solid deal. And we get a second round along with uh, Levert. So what were your initial reactions to that? I look at it both ways. You know, for one, I look at Karras and, you know, his potential of what kind of player he is. And that's why I believe the asking price was going to be so high. But at the same time, it's all about, like I said, market value. And for a team like in the Indiana Pacers who are in full rebuild mode, wanting to get rid of, rid of these, you know, talented players. I think both teams won the trade. Of course, Cleveland won it due to, you know, them being able to pair a, a guard with size with Garland in the backcourt for defensive purposes and to score the ball. But for the Pacers too, I mean, you get that second round pick from who's from the Rockets. Um, we know how bad the Rockets are. So that will be a lower level type um, second round pick, you know, mid low to mid thirties. Um, you still get really good players and then a first round pick as well. Um, and that's, that's the direction that I like to see. And that's why as an Indiana fan, I wouldn't be too, all too upset with what's going on. You getting rid of your players because you, you, there's a clear direction of where they're going, right? They give up a veteran Sabonis for, and bring in Tyrese Halliburton, who's a great young talent. Um, you give up Karis Avert, but you get picks in return. Like you have, like there's a direction of okay, we're gonna start from the ground up, you know, build a foundation and, and build from that. As for like like we were talking about the Blazers or even the Kings, like their their mindset right now is so up in the air of where, okay, like we're still competing because we got these players like the Kings, the Kings. I mean, they're competing right now, right? I mean, making a move and giving up giving up a young star for a guy that's a veteran. I mean. They're, they're out there trying to win games. And the Blazers, just like I said, is a whole different story. So, I don't know. Indiana did the right thing. I think if they continue to deal players for the, the return they got for Karis Levert, they'll be just fine. Yeah, I tell you what, because um, you had an idea that Indiana team struggling this year. They were going to move some guys. I had a feeling Sabonis would go. I wasn't expecting Sacramento. I expected more of a contender. Um, I don't know, maybe like a Celt, like Boston or, um, I don't know, another team that could use the forward like that, but 
they got a great return for it. I mean, Halliburton, like you said, great young player. Buddy Heald is a very serviceable wing. Uh, Tristan Thompson, he's just a, not his point of this point of his career. He's just going to be a rotational big man that's coming off the bench. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a surprising move. To, I mean, Indiana got some great pieces. Justin, was there any other move outside the Cavs that really got you fired up or uh, surprised you in any way? Uh, not really. The only other one I, I saw was uh, there was a trade with uh, Ennis Cantor and his freedom, sorry, being moved to the Rockets. And then he got cut, I think. So he's, uh, he's on the market still. So, I mean, I would think he would be a guy on a roster at some point. I would figure. I mean, maybe he goes back to Boston. Who knows? They got Daniel Tice. Can you explain that one to me, Chad? Look, I, I'm not trying to disrespect Daniel Tice, but it seems like that was awful lot for a guy Daniel who didn't even play for the Rockets. Right. I think it was the other. I mean, they dealt him, but Schroeder went to Boston or Schroeder went to Houston for Tyson. It was in a way of where I was like, I, I don't, I, I really don't get it. A team that should have went for Dennis Schroeder should have been a contending team, like we were talking about. Um, I saw the Lakers were actually targeting Schroeder uh, to bring. Which They're targeting every me, player in the league. Let's which, just put it out there. Which just makes me laugh because Dennis Schroeder was the one guy Lakers fans ripped on the entire playoff series last year because how bad he was because he wanted a max contract, um, and now the Lakers were looking to get him back. Um, but yeah, that move. <laughs> That move kind of confused me. Other than other than that, I mean, I'm sure that we're going to hit on the biggest one. Oh, well, I, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, the big one of the day. Uh, a swap pretty much in a way of two stars. Brooklyn's sending away James Hart and Paul Millsap. Didn't realize he was even on the Brooklyn Nets. But, uh, yeah, he gets thrown to Philadelphia in return for, in my opinion, a fantastic return. You get Ben Simmons, who fresh start. Uh, he'll, he won't have to be the primary ball handler now with Kyrie and Kevin Durant handling the ball. He can just be a downhill slashing attacker. Um, Seth Curry, who's definitely not his brother, but he's still a very good shooter. Big Andre Drummond, who, you know, I love me some Andre Drummond out here. Former all-star. Hey, he can come off the bench. Hell, he could even start for them at center. He and Aldridge can rotate and two first round picks. So I, I think that was a solid deal for Brooklyn, but I know Justin, you were shaking your head. You, you seem like you're disagreeing with me. Why, why are you shaking the head down there? I don't know. I think this has the potential to blow up in either team's face. I mean, right now for Brooklyn, now you got the big 2.5 for now because <laughs> Kyrie can only play away games, which that apparently might change. I'm not sure. The I know New York lifted their mandate or whatever, but the city makes its own rules. And then the wherever they play, the stadium makes its own rules too. So that could change. I wouldn't be surprised if it does. So then it would be a better deal. But my thing is, I don't know about Ben Simmons. Like, the last time he played, he was scared to shoot the ball. And now, like this year, he wasn't fit to play or ready to play or whatever. And all of a sudden, he's just going to get back into it once he's on the nets. I don't know. And then I'm not sure about Harden either, to be honest. He's having a down year, but I don't know what to make of this deal. This could this could be bad for both teams. I'm not sure. Chad, how about you? I mean, I personally think, I look, James Harden and Bede, I think, is going to be fine. Those two will work all right, but I really do think Brooklyn got a nice return. I look at, I don't, agree, I don't disagree with you because I, I, I think, in ways Brooklyn won the trade over Philadelphia, but I also look at who got the best player in return at the time, and Philadelphia no doubt got the best player 
over over Ben Simmons. But then you talk about the haul that they got in return. Um, I would have liked Brooklyn to go out and get somebody else with with Ben Simmons, right? You bring in the Seth Curry, who's a valuable piece, and Andre Drummond, both rotational players, which surprised me along with two first-round picks. Um, I would have went out and go went out and got like an Eric Gordon type player, someone that can space the floor even more when Curry's off the floor. Um, but no, I think this sets up, we know what Embiid and Harden are going to do together, right? It's going to be a way of where we know how good Embiid is and we know how good Harden is as a playmaker and a scoring guard. Um, so that team's going to be just fine. You know, you didn't have to give up young assets at all. Um, got to keep Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibault, all the, all those guys, which Daryl Morey must be obsessed with if they didn't, if he didn't want to give up Matisse, but wanted to give up two first round picks and two rotational players. Um, but then I look at Brooklyn and if there's any way whatsoever, you can get Ben Simmons. I know you said Andre Drummond could start from, but if you can get any way where Ben Simmons plays a five, because I think we're in a positionless basketball game nowadays and have a lineup consisting of Irving Curry, Durant at the four, Joe Harris at the three, Ben Simmons at the five, and just go five out ISO driving kick. I mean, you have three legitimate, even four legitimate shooters there. Um, but you can't tell me if if those if Kyrie's able to play the rest of the year and you look at that team, that team is that team's pretty scary, in my opinion. If everything goes to handle. Um Defensively, there's no issues. Ben can guard all one through five along with Kevin Durant. Um, but, no, I think you're going to see a different type of basketball being played. You're going to see Ben Simmons in a position he's never been in before as a three option. Um, and I think you're going to see Brooklyn start to start to succeed some. I mean, they were desperate. They needed to make a move. And that's why I look at this and say Brooklyn, I think, has an edge in winning this trade because – I mean, they were on a 10-game losing streak coming into the trade deadline, right? And and they had to make a move of some sort. And I think you got the best possible return for guys that were on the market, guys that that, that you knew that were going to be traded. You got the best possible return and more. Um, no, that team, that team could be scary. I saw someone on Twitter said, James Harden is the only player I've ever seen play with two Hall of Famers and still request a trade to leave. I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what makes him happy because by the end of this year, I doubt he wants to be in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. If they don't win, he's just going to ask for another trade because that's that's he seems to be a, a flaky player at this point, kind of like Kyrie, and which is why those two, I think, didn't work out well. And Kyrie's a weird dude, apparently. I saw some stories about what made James Harden potentially want to leave, but I think that's part of it too, so – I mean, I look at Kyrie and Harden when they joined Kevin Durant. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't see this. I don't see how this is working. And if you know Harden got traded for a, let's say a Damian Lillard, for example, I think it would be a very stagnant trade. But since they got a player that can play a wing spot or really can play all five positions, and a playmaker and a guy you know that can bring defense and offense. I mean, Brooklyn, no doubt, got better, along with Philadelphia. It's not it's, it's a stagnant trade, but both teams improved. Do you think uh, Embiid's still going to be the primary ball toucher in, in Philly on offense? He'll be handling the basketball, I should say, not ball toucher. That's, That's a weird way to say it. My bad. Should we, he'll primarily have the basketball on the offensive end still. 
I don't see it changing. I mean, Embiid was never a guy that like brought up the ball as a point guard, but Harden would probably bring it up. But I don't see a way of where Embiid gets less ISO movements. Um, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying Harden's going to be a spot up shooter for for Philadelphia because he's going to be a playmaker and a ISO scorer that he is. Though how good Embiid has been all year, there's no way that or there there should be no way that Doc Rivers takes the ball out of his hands. Um, It'll be it'll be very very interesting though to see, because I'm 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 curious. I'm more curious how Harden and Embiid are going to work than how Simmons and Durant and or Kyrie Irving are going to work, because Embiid really has not. I mean, he's been in Philadelphia's entire career, but he's never been with this caliber of a player at the guard position in his career. Um, a guy that can, you know, shoot the ball, play, make, beat people to the rim, and you know, Durant and Irving have played with plenty of guys that were like Ben Simmons. So I'm I'm, I'm curious to watch. Um, I watch I watched some Sixers games at the deadline. Um, I watched the uh, off topic, but it's the same sport. Um, when Sabonis got traded to the Kings, I watched the Kings Timberwolves game, and the Kings won by like 15. Timberwolves, I mean, they're not a bad team, but like the Timberwolves should have beat the the Kings record by record wise. And that was like, it was like, I hate to say it, but it was like kind of fun to watch the Kings because there were like no set plays called at all. And I don't know if it was just because the trade just happened and they didn't get time to like, Sabonis didn't get time to get the playbook or anything like that, but it was legitimately all like pick and rolls, backdoor screens. Like they were just playing pickup basketball. And um, Sabonis and Metu, I don't want to butcher his first name, but we know Metu, right? No. The dude that uh, punched someone in Summer League. Whoa, he punched a dude. Got suspended. Jeez. Um, both guys had 20-plus points that game. It wasn't even Fox and Sabonis. Uh, but, yeah, maybe I'll be watching you know, some more Kings games if that keeps going on. You're really bored out of your mind, aren't you? All right, Jeff, like, whatever you say, I mean – I'm loving watching the Cavs and everything. I love basketball just as much as the next guy, but I will not be watching Kings games. <laughs> that was the that was the second Kings game I, I watched this year. The year before, because Tyrese was a rookie, I watched Tyrese out of Iowa or Iowa State when he played. So I watched a decent amount of Kings games last year, and it was it was kind of brutal. But I like watching Sabonis. I feel like you'd like Sabonis, Steve. Yeah. Do they like his dad? Steve's just like well, Steve. Any, I was not allowed. Any big when... white guy who can shoot is Steve. That's his kind of guy. Excuse me. I was not alive when Arvidas played, Steve. So yeah, I don't know. Our Davis Sabonis? Arvidas, our Davis, whatever. Right. Yeah, Justin, any big man like Yao Ming, right? Any white big man? Okay. Yeah, that's Steve's favorite. Anyway, to answer your question for, about the Sixers, Steve, uh, primary ball handler is going to be Harden, and he's going to dribble it between his legs 20 times every possession. It's okay, a, just curious. It's a tween, tween, step back three. Well, step back uh, three, three more steps after he steps back and a three. Well, let me just say this. Um, the Eastern Conference did get better. I mean, take a look at now as we're going to get post-All-Star break, the push for the playoffs. You got, you know, obviously the Bucs still have Giannis and the best player in the history of human civilization and Chris Middleton. I can throw in there Drew Holiday, who also, by the way, the Bucs made a little move, picked up Serge Ibaka, uh, and they traded away Dante DiVincenzo. Um, I don't know if you saw that one. Did, where did DiVincenzo go? Was it the Kings? 
Oh, see, he's in second. You know what? I might start watching. I like DiVincenzo. No. DiVincenzo's uh, no, we box. We're, we're not taking fake fans now. All right. Just because they got better. So yeah. now, Chad, you're a, you're a gatekeeper of Kings games. I'm not allowed to I'm watch. Gate, I'm gatekeeping. All teams. Man. I'm gatekeeping them. Those are the worst. Speaking of gatekeeping, the Cavs fans right now, you didn't watch the last three years. You don't get to watch that and enjoy pisses this. Me off. That, that pisses me off. Anyone that, that lives in Cleveland and wants to get into watching basketball, this is you shouldn't be bashing them. This is the best time for them to get involved in Cavaliers basketball because this is really fun basketball to watch. Yeah, and you're going to tell these fans that want to watch to screw well, off or plus, plus, that's just detrimental to the team if you're, 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 you're pushing away support. Yes. Right? They're, they're, no, like, yeah, gatekeeping, man. It's just because people want to feel special. Like, I get it. I, Chad, I appreciate that you watched all those games the last couple of years and everything. But, I mean, you told us how it was going. We were still rooting for them no matter yeah. what. Yeah, but I'm not sitting here telling you you can't watch the game. Now like, that it's more fun to watch, I'm going to watch. Trust me, I'm I'm putting in like I'm finding ways to watch all these games. Whereas, that's just how like, humans operate. It's called entertainment, yeah, right? Like you're not going to watch something that's boring. Like, do, you, do you think if the Indians stink this year, I'm going to watch them? No, no way. Wait, the who? The who? What, which team is that? The Cleveland Indians. Yes, Cleveland Indians. That team's no. dead. Well, the Cleveland baseball team. I'll be watching them this year. The Commanders, right? The Cleveland Commando. Um, they should um, be. They should be. That, that's, that's a nice a lot name. Better. better. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue a lot cleaner. Um, but anyway, going back to what I said with the Milwaukee. So Milwaukee trades DiVincenzo to Sacramento. They also send Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale. Yep. Is that his name? That's his name. He goes to the Clippers. Sacramento also picks up Josh Jackson and Trey Lyles from the Pistons. And then um, Milwaukee gets Ibaka and two second round picks. And then. Just to top it off, the Detroit Pistons get Marvin Bagley. So nice. Uh, kept Jeremy Grant as well. Um, the Pistons are still bad. Though Bobo they have, got sent over to Orlando. They have pieces. Um, the other one was the Derek White trade. Derek yes. White got traded to. Um, That's Boston. Yes. And they gave or, up Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. And, and wasn't DeJounte pissed about that on Twitter? He tweeted out WTF. The Kevin Hart gift. Hold on, Chad, real quick. Which was it White or DeJounte was the one that uh looked like that meme where he's like, You haven't seen the last of me because he had his like his his arm stretched out. Oh well, I don't know. DeJounte's like bald. Derek White's got my hair and a beard. Speaking of that Spurs game, we beat them and it was really fun. I had a five dollar bet that DeJounte Murray was gonna get a triple double and he was Two rebounds and one assist, or two rebounds short. But he's one of my favorite players to watch. And that was a guy, if we, if we didn't get Karras, I would have thrown the bag at DeJounte and have him play, you know, maybe throwing us. I, I would be willing to throw in Colin Sexton. That's how good DeJounte is. Um, but I'm perfectly content, especially because you gave up non-rotational pieces, right? You looked at your team in front of you, were like, okay, this team can get, you know, this team's a five seed in the Eastern Conference right now. And we gave up a player that, yes, much loved Ricky Rubio. And I, I hope to God he comes back next year and we resign him. Um, and I look at Rubio and everything that he's done before he got injured, I think really shaped the team on how, you know, learning how to win and stuff. Um, but, you know, losing him right now didn't hurt at all because he wasn't in the rotation. And you basically – it was basically a, an upgrade and you didn't downgrade at all. 
Um, so I think they made the best possible move of not giving up rotational pieces like Okoro, Osman, even Sexton for next year. Um, for a guy, for a guy of cares over his caliber who can give you 25 one night. Did you find that picture? Uh, yes. Hold on. Well, you can probably tell who it looks like then. If you see it was, it. it's DeJounte. That's what I thought. Probably. I don't know. This one isn't as funny, but there's one where he had his arm stretched out. It was from this play. It was a different picture or whatever, but he's like, uh, he looks like he's getting ready to say, you haven't seen the last of me. Yeah, that's DeJounte. DeJounte shaved his head like two years ago. So now he doesn't have a fro anymore. But no, overall, um, it, it was a good deadline. I would have liked to see – I would have liked to see more contending teams make bigger moves, right? Boston – or not Boston. Well, Boston is a contending team, but um, Brooklyn and Philadelphia, yeah. Like I would have liked to see the Lakers go out and get somebody. Um, no, I, I like, don't. Well, I know you don't because you don't like L.A. and you don't like LeBron, but – I would have liked to see. You're ungrateful. I would like to see. That's true. I would like to see the Knicks or even the Bulls, you know, go out and maybe get pieces like teams that need to get pieces. But also, it's me saying that, you know, is going to strengthen the Eastern Conference if the Knicks or the Bulls got anybody. So I'm kind of grateful for that. Cavs might have a a pretty good seed in the playoff game. We we're talking about getting tickets, maybe. Definitely. Actually, it's not a maybe. We we're getting playoff tickets. Let's do it. I'm at least getting playoff tickets. Um, and also for that Pacers trade, it means for my man Dwayne Washington, he's gonna get some more time. I get a lot of time now. He's a good player. He's not bad. I can't believe you said you wanted to trade for Dwayne Washington, dude. I mean, if we okay. We would have had to give it up next to nothing, I would think. Which but we, we gave up really next to nothing right now. You're right, you're exactly right, and we got a better player right now. Which you know, and also Rubio, I I believe he would be interested in coming back in free agency if that's possible. So basically, we're we're giving away a player that was hurt that wasn't going to play anyway. That's why I said it was really a one for zero. Like we didn't give up anything other than and some picks. picks that may not amount to anything. You never know. Correct. But, the Rockets one really will be the only one. Um, before we move off the NBA. I texted Chad last night. Uh, I watched some of the all-star draft between uh, LeBron and KD picking their players. Steve, did you see any of it? I actually watched this morning on uh, House of Highlights. They had the the whole video up and I watched it, yeah. Yeah, I watched I, it. I that noticed was, who they had last in the draft. That was great. I was That was really funny to me. So basically, uh, they picked all their team, and the last person, last two available were Rudy Gobert and James Harden. And uh, the guys from TNT, of course, urging KD to not pick uh, James Harden, his former teammate at that point. And he's like, yeah, I need some size. I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. So James Harden was the last pick in the the all-star draft. LeBron picked Fred Van Vliet over him. Well, here's what's funny is that LeBron took Darius Garland as the second reserve because I did see the recap of it. Um, Which KD was about to take him. To take him as a second reserve and then picking DeMar DeRozan in the first round or in the first, you know, not the first round, but like in the starters mm-hmm. is like a complete shot at Rob Polinka, in my opinion, which I just laughed about because that was the one guy that they were targeting so hard in free agency and they ended up with Russell Westbrook. But I mean, Westbrook, Westbrook. sorry. All right. And um, after LeBron was stuck with James Harden at the end, which he was laughing about, uh, He's like, can he even play? He's been hurt. And, uh, of course, Charles Barkley, oh, yeah, he can play. He just got traded now. He won't, he'll want to play now. He'll put some icy hot on that thing. He'll be fine. 
which that was really funny. That's and then so true. At the very end, they uh, asked if they want to make any trades, and uh, LeBron asked KD, "Oh, you're you're not done making trades today?" So there was some good banter going on there. They were both laughing. About I usually it. never watch that All Star Draft. Ever since they got rid of the East versus West, I don't really like the whole idea of like captains and drafting. I guess it adds entertainment to it. You know, NBA makes money off like literally airing an hour of an NBA draft, you know, for all-star games. But I miss a lot of the old school all-star stuff, like East versus West, wearing your own team's jersey. I was going to say, um, I like when they wore their own jersey. Like just stuff like that. But then it's, it's turned into a marketing scheme of where, okay, if we make a new jersey for the all-star game, then people are going to buy it. And, you know, they'll it's, never These ones back. stink. They do stink. But they'll never go back to the old park because they're, they're going to lose money. And, and how about that. the Sherman Williams building in downtown Cleveland? They put up a banner about the all-star game. Didn't put Darius Garland on it. I mean, how, what? what are you doing? That's, that's they, have, like, they had LeBron, KD. They booked they had. Booker. And, they had booked twice. DeMar. I mean, what are you – it's in Cleveland. I understand, like, you want to market it to everybody, but it's in Cleveland. Put the hometown player that made the all-star game. You don't get no respect. That's a swing and a miss. Darius, you know though, Darius chip on the shoulder for the second half if, of the season. If you listen, Darius, we are all huge fans of you. I love you, Darius. Everyone in Cleveland loves Darius Garland, man. It's crazy. How can you not? And also, Chad, you'll be proud of me. I listened to Draymond Green's podcast with Darius Garland yes, yesterday or whatever. That was I like hearing his story. And uh, I'm turning into somewhat of a Draymond Green fan off the court. Wow. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I've been he's, to Draymond. He's a smart guy. He's a really good speaker. He knows about the game. He knows about life. And I wish, well, I wouldn't say I wish he was on my team, but I can't stand when I'm going against him, but that's not really his fault. I've been a Draymond Green fan, you know, even just the way he, though I don't like the way you play Like I'm a, I like Pat Bev too. I like the way that they play on the court and they're just those gritty guys that the NBA misses. Uh, Cause we don't get guys that really get up in people's face and trash talk and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, even, even off the floor, man, like there, his, his takes on political views, which I know we don't want to rep sports in the politics, but his, when he's asked those questions and basically just about really any type of life questions, like you said, he's so knowledgeable about it all. I mean, definitely a guy you can learn from. Maybe what's the so show Steve, called, Justin? Steve, open your mind a little bit. What's the, uh, what's the book or his show called? That's a great question. Chad, do you know? I do not. It's the first one I watched. Uh, the Volume. The Volume. All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Is it on Spotify? I don't know. I watched it on YouTube. Or did they cancel that yet, just like Joe? I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's good. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, great, great deadline. I always enjoy a good uh, trade deadline, whether no matter really what the league is. Uh, all-star game. Good to see Darius. Looking forward to that next weekend. Uh, but this weekend, as we transition, this weekend we got a big time. Uh, big. Uh, this is the biggest sporting event of the year. I think we can all agree. Uh, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56. Bengals and Rams. Great. Uh, great, great matchup here. Joe Shiesty taking on the team. That's pretty much done the NBA style of pretty much buying your team, putting it together uh, for a postseason run for a short-term period. Um, 
I, our poll question, we'll do it at the very end because it's going to be our winners. Um, if you haven't thought about that yet, but I'll give you some time to think about it. But if we look into the, the, the Super Bowl this weekend, uh, Justin, you're looking at the, the matchup. What is the one position group versus position group that you're really curious to see this weekend? And what's going to be a deciding factor in the game? Um, I mean, I think it's the obvious one, which is the Bengals O-line versus the pass rush from the Rams. Um, I would say like Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey, but I don't think he'll trail him the whole night. I think they'll scheme up some different coverages to try to limit him. And there's two other guys they really need to worry about really at wide receiver. So you can't just have Ramsey on him the whole time. But um, yeah, the main matchup, how is Joe Burrow going to stay up on his feet and able to make plays? He's dangerous. He's deadly when he gets out of the pocket, but will he have time? You don't know. Um, I understand he was sacked nine times and still was able to do it against Tennessee, but this is a different beast. I think uh, this is a different, this is a star studded team. Um, and I think that's the matchup. I mean, do you want me to make my pick right now? Or are we going to get, no, 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 that's not till the end. That's got to be gotcha. the way we ending. Yeah. yeah. I'm with Justin though, with like the whole thing, as soon as I knew, or I saw this matchup, you know, coming fruition of Rams versus Bengals in the finals, I, I said, that this off this Bengals offensive line has to hold up for them to have a shot. You know, we talk about the offensive line being the most important positions in football. Um, you know, that runs that offense, and I, I totally agree. And it will be it will it will have they'll have to show up and show out if they want to bring a home a Lombardi Trophy back to Cincinnati, um, because like we talked about, the Bengals have not played this type of defense. Um, in this playoff run yet, you know, they've played defenses, you know, every NFL defense is good, but comparative to other defenses, the NFL, this Rams defense is probably one of the best in the league. Um, we talked about, like we talked about last, last podcast, you know, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey are big, big names like that. But um, yeah, I think that's going to be the key of the game. If, if the Bengals offensive line holds up, I think they have a legitimate shot of, of, really beating the Rams uh, this Sunday. Yeah. To me, I love a good bat, uh, battle of the backs, running backs, and it's going to be that running game. I think people really do sleep still on Joe Mixon and how really talented he is. Uh, he can go between tackles. He can bounce it outside. Um, he's also a nice weapon in the passing game, whereas the Rams, I know they got Cam Akers, but he's still kind of getting back onto his feet. Had some fumble issues last time we saw him. Um, so – it, it uh, it's going to be a curious ballot, and again, that goes down to the trenches. Um, don't sleep on the Cincinnati pass rush, though. Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard are both a pair of real real solid pass rushers. Um, we talk about we're worrying about Joe Burrow staying on his feet. Well, can Matt Stafford stay on his feet? You know, throughout the game, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, obviously, they know Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. That, that's a tough matchup, but uh, Cincinnati's defense are gritty. They're tough. Uh, and they're they're coached well, so I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Um, but again, we're going to make our picks at the end of the show because we have to go through a couple other things. Uh, NFL honors were yesterday. Uh, Keegan Michael Key got to host it for like the 80th time. I don't know why he's the only one that ever gets to host that show, but because nobody know, hates him, nobody hates him, right? Um, yeah, they, they've got some uh, some award winners. Justin, I, I'll, I'll say this: I love Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers. I'm happy that he won it. I did think he was one of the top two, but I really did think Tom Brady was going to win the MVP. I mean, I, I'm i the kind of the opposite. I mean, I thought 
they were, they were both deserving, but I did think the way things have gone this year, I did think Aaron Rodgers would win, but I was kind of hoping in the back of my mind, Brady would, but um, I, I'm happy to see either of those win. And it was satisfying to me to watch Rodgers go up there uh, and give, give a speech taken um, his inner circle, his coaches and teammates and stuff after everything that's his kind of the slanderous kind of stuff that was going on about Aaron Rodgers as a person, as a teammate this year. So that was, that was cool for me to see, but I, I mean, I thought Brady deserved it too. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, with Tom being retired now, um, not a lot of the spotlight's going to be on Aaron in terms of that last remaining piece of a legendary era of football, you know, and the transition from the old to the, to the present. Um, you know, I'm curious to see where that plays out. You know, we got about a month until he said he's going to make a decision because he said himself he'll make his up, make up his mind before the free agency period opens up in the NFL. And um, I have a feeling personally that he's just going to go back to Green Bay. They'll find a way to make it work out at least one more time. Uh, and I think Devontae will get a franchise tag on him. And uh, I think they'll roll one more time with that team because I still think they're a real good football team. Um so, but, you know, good for Aaron Cooper Cup, Offense Player of the Year. I think that was pretty easy of a decision. Uh, defense Player of the Year, TJ, why? You know, he gets the 22 and a half sacks. I mean, no one else really deserved that title this year. Um, were you surprised Miles Garrett didn't even get a vote? No, not surprised. I don't think he – honestly, I, this is a hot take. I'm going to piss off some people. He had a great – there were a few games he was really great, but he didn't do enough consistently to earn that vote. He oh, was think, he was a non-factor the last three or four games of the year. Yeah, I, was say, I, think, I think we all agree, even Browns or Browns fans or not Browns fans, I think we all agree that no no doubt TJ Watt deserved defensive player of the year. But that Miles Garrett, you know, it it wasn't a close race. No, even even TJ Watt to someone like Micah Parsons or Aaron Donald, even that that wasn't close either. Uh speaking of Micah Parsons, defense rookie of the year. Offense Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase. I remember Justin looked baffled when I said I thought Jamar Chase was going to win Rookie of the Year, and he almost was unanimous. The only reason, Rashawn Slater got a vote in there. Uh, I was not baffled. Yes, you were. You were the big Mac. Mac Jones, did he get a vote? I said Mac Jones was in the running for it, which he was. He didn't win. All the rookies are in the running for it, but only one's (laughs) going to win. Uh, Jamar Chase with a landslide win for Offense Rookie of the Year. Mike Vrabel, Coach of the Year. Um, good. Well, I mean, look, with all the injuries they had, get him to the one seed in that tough AFC with a lot of competitive teams. That's a compliment to him. Who, who else got votes? I don't know. Uh, uh, Belichick had one, I believe. That's it. But Zach Taylor was, vote? I believe Zach Taylor and LaFleur. I mean, yeah, that, it's to be expected, you know. Uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year was Andrew Whitworth. Who's like 85, or at least he looks like he's 85, but he's still trotting, trotting out there at 40 years old, left tackle. And then uh, the comeback play of the year, big Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow, uh, much deserving. So, Didn't Chad uh, say Dak was a lock? I did. But that was way before we knew freaking Cincinnati was going to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I think Dak was probably up there as well, along with, I don't know, who Cam. else had – Huh? I think that was it. I think it was just those two. Hey, guess what? Next year, maybe Baker Mayfield. You would like play the whole year. Yeah, you hate, hate this. You hate this, Steve. I want to see when he. I want to see him do well. 
I'm surprised uh, none of the Raiders got Walter Payton Man of the Year. I, I was fully expecting Henry Ruggs to be right up there. Um, John Gruden for bro, Coach of the Year. Bro, that's me- that's messed up. Joking. We're all jokes here. All jokes. Don't cancel us at Spotify. Steve, Steve you would be pissed if Baker Steve, got you took it too far. Back play of the year. Yeah, you would. Steve, you'd be, be pissed. pissed. Steve, you'd be pissed if Baker got MVP. I'd be pissed. If, if he's the MVP of the league and he plays for the Cleveland. If the Browns won the Super Bowl, like <laughs> six to three or something, you would complain about only scoring six points. <laughs> well, look, all I'm saying is they did not meet expectations of Browns fans this year, and I think you can't deny that. So uh, I hope he does better next year. I really do. I'm pulling for him. But if he doesn't do well, then his ass needs to get shipped out of town because it's been a little inconsistent. So, um, All right. I guess we'll go back to the bottomless pit of quarterbacks then. We have to go back to a bottomless pit. There's got to be a better option if he doesn't do well next year. It's a winner go home league. Tell that to Detroit. Huh? Tell that to Detroit. Detroit has its own issues, but hey, I, I believe in Detroit. I think they're going to be a. I think they're going to be a seven-win team next year. You don't believe in the Browns, though. I do believe in the Browns. I believe in the Browns. Another question is, do I believe in Baker? I don't know. He's going to have to prove me wrong. Baker's on the Browns, so if you don't believe in him, you don't uh, believe in the Browns. See, that's not true. Okay. Yes, it is. All right. I believe that the Browns can win games, but the question is, how many? I don't know. I don't know. 10-11? Like my prediction next year, I think with Baker, if he plays this way again, we'll be lucky to win six. If he plays better, we can win a double digit and, and hell, even win the division. Because there's talent around him that can win in football games. But, you know, I know you don't, you, you never want to hear any negative criticism of Baker Mayfield. So it's all right. We can move off this conversation. No, that's all I've heard for the last three or four months. Well, and what, I'm, what, what, I am one of the only people that stands against What him. is positive about him this year? He played through a lot of injuries, which you give credit to other people for playing the same. Yeah, injuries. but then Steve also says, "If yeah, Steve, that you kind of contradict yourself." No, no. Okay, the oh, who are some other players that played hurt this year? Jimmy G played well. Got into the NFC Championship. No, he didn't. He did not play well. I hate who? to tell you. Did they get to the six NFC points, Championship? Six points is not playing well. They get into the NFC Championship game. Yes, he did. He was a quarterback for the NFC Championship contending team in the San Francisco 49ers. Baker Mayfield's ass didn't even sniff the playoffs after Week 14. And he has great weapons around him. Okay, he, he the has, Browns. The Browns have a great offense. They have the line, best running back running doing backs, the league, and zero receivers. Hate best running back doing the league and a great offensive and, line, top five in the league. And this is this is a passing league, and you have zero receivers to throw to. That, that's partly in the coaching staff too. They didn't scheme them up very well sometimes, no doubt about it. But you know, Jimmy G, NFC Championship game, Baker Mayfield at home with progressive in the not in the playoffs. So, um, who else got hurt this year? Huh? Because I guarantee you they played better than Baker, most of them. Tua? No. Well, okay. Tua had a seven-game winning streak, ended up with the same record with a bunch of turmoil. Yeah, because there was zero turmoil in the Browns organization. Not as much as Miami. Did they fire a coach? Is a coach accusing racism? Is a coach accusing him of, you know, selling out to lose games? All this came out after the season. Okay. But that meant it was going on during the season. I don't know how we turned the Super Bowl conversation into just hating on the Browns you quarterback. Started, we'll do it. You two provoked the conversation to try to get a I reaction say, out of me. You two, not now, Chad. You're not out of this. You you no, provoked. Just, you poked just, me there. Just, how it started just, just was just you saying that 
Baker could be the comeback player of the year. And I could said be. you would hate that because you yeah. wouldn't. I would not. Uh, see, but that's, that's you antagonizing me, okay? That is not true. If he wins comeback player of the year, we get to the playoffs and, hell, make a Super Bowl run, okay. I'll, I'll be clamoring for Baker, all right? But he did not do well. We failed expectations because he should have either sat down or should have never played, honestly, this season. He just not, should not have played. That man was too hurt. There's hurt and then there's too hurt. And he was too hurt to be successful. So you're going to pick and choose when you like him. That's not – what player does – you're going to support the guy if he sucks? Yes. You're going to support the guy if he sucks? Yes. Then you're a moron. You're this a moron. I support Cam. I support Cam Newton. He sucks. But And no offense, Chad, you're kind of a moron because Cam Newton sucks. He sucked the past five years. Okay? No, the last time he was relevant was a Super no, Bowl run in which he sucked. Loyal, Justin, isn't just being a loyal fan? It's just loyalty. I, I – I I'm loyal to the team. I'm loyal to the team. I want to see them so win some football games because we've grown up watching a team that's never won a goddamn – we've had never had a winning Until season. When? Until when? You're damn right Baker Mayfield came and had a couple nice years. It's been up, down, up, down. We had a terrible down this year. It's time for him to come back up and then stay up because I'm tired of watching this up, down roller coaster that we've been ever since we returned in 1999. I'm sick and tired of it. To me, I believe that Baker deserves a shred he- – he deserves the benefit of the doubt because he's brought the only success I've ever seen to this team in my entire lifetime. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt for this no year, and I'm and I'm rooting for him and I'm supporting him and I'm going to bat for him. That's what I'm doing. Right. I no I don't. You can't just say, "Oh yeah, he didn't play well." I hate him. You can't call someone. You're picking and choosing my words now. You're picking and choosing my words. You're saying, you know, thanks for what you did last year. I hate you now. That's what you're doing. That is not what I am saying. That is so false. It's not even funny. It's you're, so false. You're being you're being totally Baker, ungrateful to what happened. I last want year. him. I am grateful for the fact that last year that I'm talking about last Act season. Like it then. Hold on a second. Let me finish. He got us to the playoffs. No doubt about it. We were all rah rah and we were excited because we thought that this season, which just ended, we were expecting really great things. And the man, granted, got hurt. No doubt about it. Is that going to affect his play a little bit? You're damn right it is. But if it's going to affect him that badly where he is costing us games, then he should not have played this season. He should have been shut down after a couple weeks, and we just have to take the punch of this season and get ready for the next. But, no, he kept saying, oh, I'm fine. We're going to be fine. we got to take this one week at a time. We're going to be all right. And it never happened. The same shit came on the field every single week, and I'm tired of watching it. He's got to be better. As much as I'm going to celebrate and we have expectations now, we're not the same goddamn 3-1 football team we've been for the past 20 years. It's time to start acting like we're a team that expects double-digit wins and make it in the playoffs. That's not unfair to say. I'm not asking so, for the guy to suck. I don't want the guy to suck. I want him to win us football games because he has a hell of a personality. I really do like the guy as a guy, as a person. But i got to see a better football player. And he's not so, been consistent so, enough. He's had moments, but he's also had moments where he sucks. And that's not unfair to say. I'm going to expect then that if, say, a team like Tennessee misses the playoffs next year, that their whole friend, fan base is going to turn their back on Ryan Tannehill. They might. They honestly might. They're already clamoring for Aaron Rodgers to get into Tennessee, and they want Ryan Tannehill well, out of town. You can't blame them for wanting Aaron Rodgers. You I, don't, want Aaron Rodgers I want Aaron Rodgers. Too. I love Baker, okay. but I want Aaron Rodgers. Of course. Rodgers. All right, but, no doubt about no, no. it. But listen, the uh, – what are the options, though? You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers if you're if you're Tennessee. What are the options? No about it. To- but honestly, Tennessee will fail ex- expectations if they don't make the playoffs. The Browns will fail expectations if they don't make the playoffs. There's too much talent around both of those teams. And at the end of the day, the NFL is a quarterback lead. you got to have an a, a, honestly, I, Baker can win, but Super Bowls, you need a star. It's time for him to start stepping up and playing like a star. He's number one overall pick in 2018. Number one, it would be one thing if he was a fifth-round pick and he just came out of nowhere and added some nice seasons. No, That's fine. 
that's that's unfair to assume that I want him to be number one. He was a number one pick. We could have had Josh Allen. We could have had Lamar Jackson. We could have had I don't know who else was in that draft class off the top of my head. Sam Darnold and Josh uh, Rosen. Okay, no doubt about it. Those two stink, but they're also two very good quarterbacks. It's an MVP and a guy who should be an MVP, and it will be an MVP most likely in his career sometime. Baker Mayfield's probably the third best quarterback right now. It's time for him to step up. He's number one pick. Start playing like him more consistently. Consistently. Doesn't mean he's never been like that. Time to be more consistent with it. Because there are expectations now. And I'm tired as a Browns fan. As a Browns fan. A loyal Browns fan. I'm tired of watching this team lose too many games because we fail expectations. I mean, the way to, to go against that is just not have expectations, which is what we've done as fans for the last 20 years. I'm not doing that shit. See, now you're reverting back to the 2009 mindset. I think I'm going to have expectations because we've seen expect, them win football games. I expect the playoffs at this point. Anything about If you run a business, Justin, and you have a surplus, do you expect the next year to have a surplus? Or, oh, no, it's okay if we just lose a, a five, you know, thousands of dollars. No, you want to expect success. And if your yeah, boss yeah. was in the place during the year, like your general manager or whatever the position is in that business, had was in position during the year of a great success for the business, and then the, the shit hits the ceiling the next year, I'm going to expect the guy to uphold some standards around here. Otherwise, get the hell out of town. We'll get somebody else in there to do the job. I want the guy to do well. That's why I hired him. That's why we picked Baker, because we want to see the guy win us some football games. And he's won some games. I want to see him win some more. That's not unfair to say. I guess. what I'll, I'll end it on this. I'll just say I'm, I'm a fan of him, no matter what. Sure. Because, I mean, even just because of what happened and what we achieved last year, because that's the first time I've ever seen it. So that's why I'm a fan. I'll always root for him. We're done with that conversation. Got the blood flowing. Jeez. I just find this stupid. And I'm done, I'm stupid. done talking about this until next season. I This is every radio show. Well, then I've don't been. pick up the conversation. Don't don't antagonize. Don't say, oh, Steve thinks he sucks. No, we're done with this shit. You're right That's an August conversation. It's February. We have six months. We're going to hold that off for six months. That's not Starting gonna now. That's it's you two, y'all. Y'all bicker. Uh, Jen, you you poke the bear too. Bull don't act crap, like bro. I don't. I, why would I poke the bear on the uh, sport that I don't he doesn't know poke about? The, Chad just he like pokes holes in our logics a little bit. I do. I I, I find loopholes. You calling people morons for rooting for people if they're not good is is, is idiotic. No, that's simple. not fair. Come on, I, that that is not fair to say. Supporting a guy even when he sucks is just being a moron. Okay, you support no. the team. You, you support like the, the team. You support the team, okay? You support the team. The fact that you've been rooting for Cam Newton when you know he stinks and you expect him to be this great quarterback again, nah, uh So me, so that. me on a Sunday sitting down to watch Panthers games because my boy's playing and starting and me being a moron. Yeah, your boy isn't much of a boy anymore, okay? How is that? How is that? How's that? That makes that. no sense. That makes no sense. It's not guy, the guy stinks at his job. Okay, okay so. Apparently, it's moronic to root for players you like. That's all I'm saying. That's what it is, I guess. You like I don't care if he stinks or not. Like it's one of my favorite players. Off. You like a player and he falls off? Who's who's somebody Steve used to like that fell off? Well, Steve only likes good players because he likes he's a bandwagon. <laughs> uh, like Dirk. Compared to the rest of Dirk's career last few years, he stunk. You still yeah. root for him. I'm a Hall of Famer. Fan. He's a Hall of Famer. Baker Mayfield's not even close to a Hall of Famer. Oh, not comparing oh, that. He's not, not his favorite player. players. You just said we're moving on from that, and you just brought him back up. Yeah, keep his name out of your mouth. You keep, you keep bringing it up. You keep bringing up the conversation. 
Well, also, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying I need I need that logic to go through my head of where one last one last point on this. No, but this if is, it's related to no, this conversation, this is, I'm muting the conversation. Nothing to do with you, Steve. This is okay, Dustin Fox. I'm about tired of him. I mean, he he made fun of the quarterback who shall not be named for going off of social media, and then he went off of social media for the same thing. So I'm I'm about had it with him. He could he couldn't take the heat out of the kitchen. Anyway, baseball's not checking for steroids anymore. Did you see that? They want their fans back. Yeah, because they're they're about to lose a shit ton of money. They might not even play. Honestly, I'm not that devastated if they don't play. Baseball, nope. honestly. Uh, you know, it's unless, like it's, unless you're at the game, then it's fine. Right. Correct. That's the only reason why I want Cleveland to play, is because I'm so like I don't care like the name change, and I, I really don't give a shit. Like I'm gonna still buy tickets and go to any. No, sorry, my fault. Go to go to Cleveland baseball games because it's just so much. They're just so much fun. They're not better than Cavaliers games. I can tell you that. I will never ever turn an opportunity down. To go to the Cavs game, like I want when they won twenty-two games, like I just won't ever go down, like turn down an opportunity of going to the Cavs game, but a Cleveland baseball game, definitely. Except More when you have to pay twenty-two dollars for three chicken tenders. Yeah, like if unless I'm probably I'm not going unless it's dollar dog night. To be honest, and or if there's some kind of promotion. And thirteen dollars for an alcoholic drink that you can get for a truly a can of truly you can get that you can get at Speedway for three dollars. Absurd. It's over twenty-one. Yeah, we all we support legal drinking. Okay. We are not going to actually. That's going to be some trouble when we turn twenty-one and we go to sporting events. Why? Well, not well, for Justin. Dollar dog night, and then it's two dollar Miller night. So for Steve and I, for Steve I'm gonna have to drive you drunk asses home. You're, you're the DD, Justin. You're the DD. You're the Uber, Justin. We don't got go yes. Uber. What's gonna happen when Steve is like? Boozed out of his mind, and I gotta somehow get him walking back into the car. Yeah, that one, flip his ass up on your shoulder and carry him to his house. Fireman's <laughs> carry. There you go. Yeah, uh, I promise you, I will not get. I, I uh, honestly, no. In, in all seriousness, I there is drinking, and then there's drinking in public. And in drinking in public, I think I don't want to make a fool out of myself at a sporting event or at. A bar. I'd rather, if I'm going to, I'd rather have it in a home, right, or at a friend's house, where I know I am at least contained. You know, you take get, away the you keys. Wanna you want to get shit faced by yourself at home? <sighs> Why? We support legal drinking here on this show. Okay. I don't. You don't support <laughs> legal drinking. You support underage drinking, Justin. No, I, I support no drinking. Oh, you're okay. All right. All right. Even though you had a non-alcoholic uh, Sam Adams. What was it that? What was it? Say, say that, what was, say that what was the first word? Say that first non-alcoholic Sam Adams Juicy Haze IPA. Not he had one. He had a couple, actually. Ooh. Yeah, if as many as he wants. I literally could. On my time. Where are we going from here, Steve? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, we we, uh, we, we, really, of- we well, we really just combined the uh, after hours with the regular podcast. We really kind of just collided. I guess real quick before we make our picks for the poll, a um, couple new head coaches, Doug Peterson's in Jacksonville now. What do you think about that, Justin? 
Uh, as long as he doesn't have Nate Sudfeld on the team, he'll be fine. Uh, big uh, hey, Richie Rich, how's the fam? He got hired by the Packers, special teams coordinator. They need him. Uh, yeah, big time, big time. Um, trying to think of any. What were the other coaches? There was someone else that got hired. The Vikings uh, got a hire. Dennis Allen. Oh, Texans. Texans. Big Lovey Smith down there. Short leash for Lovey. Unfortunately, short leash for Lovey, but glad to see like, him give a spot. I think I think that's because he's old and they still want to hire Josh McCown next. Correct. Time. That's why it's a short leash. Yep. That's why that's also why they didn't go after a guy like Brian Flores. Yeah. Well, when you sue the NFL, it's kind of hard for a team to be like, Yeah, I want that guy to be my coach. Hey. Unfortunate, but it's unfortunate, but if I was just – I mean, it's unfortunate that that was that's the narrative, but at the same time, I don't – like, if this all passes through – like, right now would be a bad time to hire someone like that. But if when this passes through, I don't think it should be detrimental to his career. It should be something that you should be – okay, like, you know, com- like, like I talked about, commend it, respect it. Well, I hope that's the case, but also, like, the same deal with – Antonio Brown, the way he's suing the Bucks, like nobody's going to take a chance and sign him right now because well, he might, Antonio, there's a threat of suing. Well, we're co- talking, owners don't like that. Well, we're talking about a past, right? Flores has doesn't really have a past. Um, Antonio Brown, I can't say the same. Right, but they're both no. I, I, I get the whole I get the whole suing part, but I'd be way way more opposed to signing an Antonio Brown. Because of what he's done in the past, compared to a Browns horse. but no, I guess the, yeah, the whole the whole suing thing is 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 an issue. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it ends up. So I I, I, I I am, but that's a conversation for another time when more information comes up. So I think it's time. I think we've run out of information. Unless there's anything else sports related before we do our poll, and then we wrap things up for this this show. Uh, anything else? College basketball. How's Kentucky doing? Yeah, Steve, man. You mean you you were saying um, a couple weeks ago? Oh, you know, I don't think Kentucky has a chance against Auburn. Now, that is not what I me, said. Hold hold on. I I know for a fact you can go back. You said I don't think Kentucky don't. can beat Auburn. Okay, but in that past week or two weeks, Auburn has struggled. Lost to Arkansas. Lost to lose to Arkansas. I actually watched the game. Lost to Arkansas. Um, Kentucky's been beating some gritty SEC teams that have given Auburn a run for their money. Uh, they play Florida tomorrow, Saturday. Um, we'll be watching that. But um, I, I can't wait for this Kentucky-Auburn game. Like, I'll be – I might I might throw a little – I might throw a little party. I know. Just me. Should I put on my War Eagle shirt? <laughs> Just me because no one no – one, Watches Kentucky. No one watches college basketball and my friends other than YouTube, but no one watches Kentucky basketball. Um, but no, that will be that will be a great day. Um, I don't know if it's a night game or if it's an afternoon. I hope it's night because when is Saturday? Saturday, if they play next Saturday, I have a game. I don't know what what, get, what week they play. Um, they play next weekend. I don't know. Let me look. If they do, I'm home next weekend. Oh, but. A little two-man party. You might have to come home, dog. That's unfortunately not going to be able to happen. What? Sorry. I'm a busy guy up here. Everybody's busy. You still make time. Okay. All right. We're not going to discuss that. Anyway, 
Um, what were you going to say, Josie? You like you perked up before I said. Oh, talk. Are we doing after hours too, or should I talk about the Olympics on here? Would you want to talk about any after hours or no? I mean, sure. Why not? You want to talk about the Olympics on after hours? Yes. Okay, then we're going to save it for the after hours. All right. Um, Ohio State lost to Rutgers on Wednesday. They play someone at home. Oh, no, it might be Michigan. Who beat the hell out of Purdue, by the way, last night. That was a surprise. Um, once again, Big Ten, unpredictable. So, um, in Kentucky, I don't know how they're doing when their next game is or whatever, but I'm really curious. Hold on, let me check Ohio State. They play, yeah, they're at Michigan tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. It's a night game. ESPN. You're going. Cavs play tonight. Going to Indiana, play the Pacers. And then we go to Philly tomorrow night. Is that James Harden's debut tomorrow night against the Cavs? What? Do they play tonight? The Sixers? Let me see. Um, They do. They are home against the Thunder. But you don't know if Harden's playing or not, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I'll make a check. Uh, they are unlikely to play tonight. Could play tomorrow. So, hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. What about Simmons? Is he going to play right away? Oh, man, I don't know. Because that, that whole thing about him not being able to play was Fugues, right? I think so. They're, the Brooklyn Nets are in Miami tomorrow night. That's an interesting one. I don't know. Akron, men's basketball is tonight. Takes on Kent. Okay. Kent, yeah. Kent State, yeah. BG's tomorrow. Uh, Kent is not a state. That's our, that's our thing we say. Okay, gotcha. Bowling Green's in Miami tomorrow playing the Red Hawks. Um, (laughs) Some quick college basketball games. Uh, Arkansas and Alabama. Texas A&M at Auburn. Uh, Texas at Baylor. Oklahoma at Kansas. Uh, Rutgers at Wisconsin. Indiana at Michigan State. Florida at Kentucky. 4 p.m. tip-off. Um, I, I hate that time. Like, I got shit to do. I'm not on my couch at 4 p.m. watching a game. Some people are, though. I guess. Uh, Ohio State's at Michigan tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. That'll be a decent one. Uh, and then the nightcap, I don't know. St. Mary's at Gonzaga, UCLA, USC. That'll be the 10th. Oh, PM. Gonzaga playing their... Mickey Mouse schedule as oh, always. Yeah. Every every year it's Mickey Mouse until they get to the tournament. Chad, I watched uh USC last weekend. That's Mobley's brother, right? I or not Ivan. Isaiah. Isaiah, yeah. He's pretty good. Solid. Who did you watch him play against? Arizona. Yes, Arizona. Yeah. That was a good game. I watched that one too. In all Both fairness, teams, Chad, I will say this. Gonzaga, they have played in the non conference Texas, UCLA, Duke. Alabama, Texas Tech. But you're right. They they're their conference stinks. They should go for basketball into they a much play, better conference. They play one AP top twenty five team in the beginning of the year because they do every year. Because right. that's just how the NCAA schedules it to get viewership and tip off classic. And then they get like sporadic games sprinkled in that aren't like Texas is a game and Alabama is a game, but like Com- comparative to who they play, usually they're better, but they're still not an AP top twenty-five team. 
Well, and I uh, shit on it too. I shit on it because Kentucky plays some soft ass teams, and I get my hopes up. And then they go against a good team, and you know, they lose. But they honestly are playing the probably their best basketball I've seen all year right now. Um, you got a tough tough schedule coming up though. I mean, you got like a Florida. You still have Tennessee, who's ranked right now, I think tenth in the in the nation. Like you got some good teams that you got to play. So you tell you play Auburn again in the regular season. I was looking at Google. I was looking at the Google thing, and it must be wrong because it says you don't play Auburn again. I can look here for you. Let's see. But I swear you play every team in your conference twice. Uh, they do not play in the rest of the year. No. Hmm. Tennessee at they're at Tennessee. At, oh, so the. Tomorrow they're home for Florida at Tennessee on Tuesday. Next Saturday home for Alabama. They got to play at Arkansas, which Auburn had a obviously lost. You know, at Florida to end the regular season. Who knows? Maybe those two meet each other in the conference tournament, and we'll get a chance to see those two. We're Ohio only a State few weeks away from uh, March Madness. It's unbelievable. I'm I'm so excited. It's the best time of the year. Um. Really, like the beginning of February to the end, to the beginning of April, that two month gap of sports is fantastic. I didn't like it last year. What? So I didn't Are like you it. Kidding last year. me? Wrong with you? Just because Kentucky wasn't in it. Oh well, boo hoo, cry me a river. We got our ass beat by Oral Roberts as a <laughs> yeah. two seed. We got beat by blowjob Bobs. Oh my God, it was terrible. I so. pray to God Kentucky's in it this year, man, because I'll be heavily invested. Oh, we, and Kentucky will absolutely make the tournament. We had if some they come named, out of the SEC, correct. We had Max A. Smith drop 32 on our ass. Hey, leading scorer in the nation. Due to dog. At what, 5'9"? I was going to say like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, yeah. It's tough with Ohio State this year because they've had so many cancellations. It's tough to gauge, you know, how well they're playing, you know. Yeah. But, I will say they're really deep. They have a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. They don't have really – another big star besides Liddell, but they have a lot of guys that can, if they're on, they can give you some points. I love Malachi Branham. I think he's going to be a good player. He's only a freshman. I think he'll be a good one down the line. So we'll see. But I think it's time. We had to wrap up the show, and we, in order to do so on Super Bowl preview show day, thingamajig, uh, we got to pick the Super Bowl. Who we think we're going to win? Who's going to win? I'm going to start with Chad, the – the guy who doesn't care as much about football as Justin and I get get your opinion, no offense, out of the way, and uh, let you know. Well, it's Damn. true. You had to say it like that. Since oh. taking the Bengals, huh? Do shiesty. All right. So he's taking the home the home state team. Justin, up to you, man. All right. I've thought about this um, as a Browns fan. I want neither of these teams to win. There's we have ties to both teams. I I mean, if it was possible, I wish they would both not win. But I will. I cannot root for a division rival to win a Super Bowl, especially that's that's one of the few teams along with us that haven't won a Super Bowl yet. And if they win a Super Bowl, those Bengals fans are going to hold that over our heads and forever, really. Uh, on the opposite side, Odell Beckham plays for the Rams. I don't like that guy. Dude, he told – he told – what? It's who do you think's going to win? Now, who do you want to win? Well, I have a hard time differentiating those two. I'm not going to root for something I think is not going to happen. Okay. If that makes sense. But I don't want Odell to win. Uh, he's a crappy teammate, crappy for the city of Cleveland. He told Von Miller to not come here. So I'm picking the Rams to win. But Odell is going to have 
either zero catches or like two catches for negative 20 yards and two fumbles or something. That's what I want to happen. So, but ideally I, I do think the Rams will win. Uh, we talked about that big matchup. Uh, we talked about all the weapons on the team. I think that offense will overpower uh, the defense of the Bengals. And I will say if it does come down to special teams, Cincinnati has the advantage. They have a stone cold kicker uh, shooter McPherson. Um, but I believe the Rams will win. And Steve, if you want to put some uh, cookies, we'll say on this game, I think they'll cover too. Wow. I think it's a four and a half point line. Three and a half. Three and a half. It moved. All right. Well, I, I again, I, I have considered the options here. I, I've thought about, you know, I, I agree with this end, but I, I, I can't root for something that I don't think is going to win. Uh, all right. I, you, know, you get the point. Um, but you know what? I, I think the Bengals are going to win. I really do. I, I really think they are going to win. I, I, there's something like you you can tell when you have a guy who's just a flat-out winner. Like Tom Brady is a flat-out winner. Peyton Manning is a flat-out winner. Joe Burrow is a flat-out winner. And, and I think he has a good enough team. He's a stone-cold killer of a, co- of a quarterback. And I just think they're going to find a way to win because they've been doing that the whole season. They just find ways to win. They found a way to win to beat the Raiders, found a way to beat the Titans. They found a way to beat the Chiefs, right? And they have played through adversity. They're, they have a good defense. And I think we don't appreciate Joe Mixon enough. Give me with a game-winning field goal to give Cincinnati their first ever Super Bowl. Evan McPherson knocks it through. 30-27, to 27, the Bengals get their first title. And by the way, I moved back to four, so I'll take him minus four at the Rams. You know, I'll uh, take the Bengals plus four. Here you go, um, Steve. I will not be surprised at all if what you say happens happens. Uh, they very well could win this game, but I I can't root for him. I I understand Joe Burrow is a great story. He he was at Ohio State. He's an Ohio guy. I can't root for him. He's uh now at this point, it's like the, if we would have played the Bills last year, or uh, we talked about like the Bills fans and Cleveland fans being similar or whatever. We've, it's come to the point. I can't root for them anymore. It's a different team. It's not my team. Uh, I'm not going to root for a team in the division. But I respect your pick. It probably could happen. I was oh, leaning that way all week, by the way. I, I don't really give a shit if Bengals fans, if they win, hold it over us. Because you know what? I think we can beat them. Head up. We yeah, we can we beat can. them. We can't beat anybody else in our division. Well, we'll address that in six months. All right. Something so. Like or maybe maybe hint at it during the free agency window in March because obviously the moves will be made and stuff, and we'll have some initial reaction. But no, I I I, I think they're a feel good story. I don't hate the Bengals as much as I do the Steelers and Ravens, even though I don't like the Bengals when they play the Browns. Battle of Ohio, I get it. But Bro, they uh, don't like us. Too bad. They're, they're chilly. Fucking sucks. So, Chad, uh, let me ask you this real quick. Do you think Bengals fans would root for Browns? I would. I don't think so. I don't think they'd root for them because football is such a like polarizing sport that like you got your team and that's who you're rooting for. But I don't think Cincinnati fans hate Browns fans. They don't hate us the same way like we hate the Steelers or the Ravens or the Ravens hate Steelers and all that kind of stuff. And the way Steve hates Baker, correct, yeah. Again, and you wonder why. This is did I start that conversation? No. And you act like you don't poke the bear. Steve, you can choose. You can. You can't control what people say to you. You can control how you respond. <laughs> That's fantastic. 
That's, that's a good quote. That's a very good quote. That's a good quote. Where'd you hear that from, Justin? MLK? That uh, look that no. one up. Hold on. Well, the original is life is 10% what happens to you, 90% of what you respond. Uh, I don't remember who I heard that from first, but I know someone who did say something similar was a coach of all three of ours at one point. We're running tomorrow? Uh, not that guy. The one, <laughs> the one above him. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, two for the Bengals, one for the Rams. And uh, let's have a good Super Bowl. Hope it's a good time. And uh, are there any other last real quick shout outs? Comments, concerns? Shout out Matt Stafford getting his first ring. They went all in this year. It's going to pay off if they win. It's going to be a failure if they lose. Correct. For McVay, especially, too. Any shout outs, Chad? Kentucky. Tomorrow, go get a dub at Rupp Arena, which, man, I got to take a trip to Kentucky and like hype these fans up at Rupp Arena because it doesn't even feel like home court advantage when they play. That's how dull the crowd is. So they better like be so on fine. their feet. They better be on their feet. What? That's like SoFi Stadium a few weeks ago. Uh, there was a game, and Matt Stafford, the home team, the Rams, uh, had to go on a silent count at their own stadium because of the crowd, because there's no Rams fans. Stupid, man. Because L.A. doesn't have a loyal fan base. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. No matter what's going Who am I going to shout out? I'm going to shout out uh, – I'm going to shout out Andre Drummond. He got moved. He has a chance to compete for a title with the Brooklyn Nets. Shout out Andre. Andre. Been on 17 teams the last two years. But shout oh, out to him. Shout out Andre Drummond. Shout out Andre. Shout out Andre. All right. That's enough for this show. Check out our after hours. That'll be immediately after we quit. this. We quit. <laughs> we quit. We'll see y'all in a, hopefully, just a couple clicks away. We'll see you.